there, film snobs. This is Film Snobs, the podcast that teaches you to be a better film snob. I am founder and co-content creator James Owen, coming to you live on tape from my undisclosed location in Missouri. Um, I'm gonna we're kind of gonna do something a little different. We usually have people on who are experts about move about subjects that movies are about. Uh, but I actually am going to take advantage of a of a, a personal relationship I, I have because I know a guy from Missouri, not originally from Missouri, but a guy who's in Missouri who is now in, uh, I would say, the surprise smash of the fall, <laughs> a movie called Smile. It's a horror movie. Um, it. I read, and he can correct me on this uh, if it's if it's long when we talk. I read it was originally going to go straight to uh, Paramount Plus. It was going to be a streamer. Uh, it was kind of, I mean, I think compared to a lot of films, low budget, about nineteen million dollars. They decided because, uh, well, I think because I think they they saw some good um, they saw some good testing out of it to put it in theaters, and now it's on its way to making a hundred million dollars. Um, and just so happens that um, this guy I know who <laughs> had helped us with some Moxie Cinema um, trivia nights a couple of years ago, uh, Kevin Kepi. Am I saying your last name right, Kevin? Absolutely. I'm, I appreciate you are. <laughs> hey, hey, Kevin. Thanks for being hey, on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, because I saw this on Facebook that you were in this and I was like, oh, my gosh, like he I knew you'd move, move to Los Angeles, but you made it. You did a movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it only took almost four years. So <laughs> four, four years. But um, but I mean, so, yeah, and I kind of I mean, like that all that process is interesting to me. And I, I think it might be interested to uh, the audience here. And so I kind of want to get. Let's start. Let's start at the beginning, David Copperfield style. Uh, yes. You are originally from Iowa, right? Correct. Yes. But you moved to Springfield, Missouri, um, uh-huh. when you were in high school. Yes. Uh-huh. Did you go to college there? Did you go to Missouri State? Um, I did not. I did technically go to Missouri State for one a class, but well into adulthood, I just took a astronomy there as for fun. But I went to college uh, in Denver at the Art Institute of Colorado. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So I went there right after college, or sorry, right after high school, um, when I went to uh, Republic High School and yeah. uh, went no with tigers. my friend. Yes. So many tigers around uh, the Ozarks. You know, yeah. So uh, favorite, favorite mascot of the Ozarks area. Uh, but yeah, so I went to art school there and graduated with a computer animation degree, uh, did a lot of graphic design there and moved back to uh, Springfield after that. Uh, they initially told me that with my degree, you can do one of two things. You can move to the West Coast or you can move to the East Coast uh, <laughs> and maybe you can stay in Denver. But yeah. uh, at the time, uh, you know, uh, there was a lot of stuff happening in, in Los Angeles. So I had friends moving out to Los Angeles. And I said, no way do I ever want to move to Los Angeles and no way do I want to move to New York. Uh, mm-hmm. So moved back to Springfield and couldn't find a, a, a job to use my computer animation degree. So I ended up doing a, a web design Bass Pro Shops for seven and a half years. <laughs> oh, the, uh, well, that is, uh, that's a big deal. That's a big yeah. company now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I was there at the very beginning. Oh, not the very, very beginning, but the beginning of their their internet and um, their website and all that stuff. Yeah. So it was, it was cool to be in that transit transition to like how big they are and what, what they're doing now. So you didn't study acting. Correct. 
So what, where, when did you get, I mean, so you, you have this amazing kind of artistic background and you have uh, that's that, that training and, you know, that's obviously something you're very passionate about. So where did the acting come from? Well, it came out of nowhere really. So uh, for any Springfield listeners will, will know. Uh, so pretty much I was always an, uh, an avid uh, first Friday art walk. Um, yeah. Door. Uh, yep. especially in the 2000s was where it was at and so definitely I during that period of time I just wanted to I just I've always been an introvert very much like a gamer you know mm. a techie computer person and uh so just walking around I just wanted to be able to wasn't doing the art that I wanted to do and to the the, the expression that, that I wanted to to create and to show the world and to get things off my chest and everything so so I just had an impression come to me out of nowhere and uh, said, like, what, what about acting? What about acting? Uh, so I had, th- at this point in time, I was my mid-20s, 25, 26, 27. Um, and I was always curious, never did acting at all. I tried for one class in, in junior high. They made you take choir. Uh, I took choir, yeah. could, couldn't stand choir. So I just dropped out of that and took band instead. And so I couldn't do a <laughs> drama class. And yeah. anyway, so... Saw my very first theater production at Springfield Little Theater uh, at the Landers Theater. Uh, when they did Macbeth. And yeah. so that was my first theater show I've ever seen. And that was in 2006, or probably I think 2000, 2000, uh, 2006. Wow. And, uh, and saw that and it really moved me. And uh, so I really wanted to be able to uh, be able to make myself more of a rounded person because I had a lot of like I said, being introverted, I was very shy to talk, very shy to, to speak, uh, had a hard time standing up for myself, presenting myself properly. So, so that's why I took adult acting classes at Springfield Little Theater with my teachers at the time, Chris Knox and Kristen Farr. And um, it was at the time, the most challenging thing I've ever done in my life wow. uh, was taking that class because it was so hard and rewarding. So that's where it all began for me. And it brought down my walls and I was able to be critiqued. Uh, uh, they were able to like, tell me like how I'm speaking, how, how I'm being picked up, how well I'm learning and working with people. And it was, it was a great way to grow as an individual, not only just as an actor, but uh, it was just very rewarding. So after that mm-hmm. point in time, it was off to the races. <laughs> And I, I think it's important to note, I, you know, if people know Springfield, they they know this. But if you don't and you're listening is one of the things, even if it's a, it's not a large city, it's a relatively conservative city is a really incredible local acting um, environment. And that is, I, I think, a large part of, of uh, the fact that uh, Missouri State, Southwest Missouri State does have a really good um, performance. Uh, they, they have a really good theater department. Uh, some people you might know that graduated from there include John Goodman, Kathleen Turner, Tess Harper. Um, yeah. Lynn, uh, did the kid from High School Musical, Lucas Graybill, did he go there? Or he was just from Rogersville. Oh, I don't, remember. I don't know. I might. Yeah. The other guy who founded this website with me would know because he taught it. <laughs> and he's not here, unfortunately. But yeah. Um, there, there is like an, an incredible amount of talent that came out of that uh, program and Absolutely. an incredible amount of talent that stayed around. 
Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really good theater departments in high schools around Springfield, yes. largely because of Missouri State. And yeah. the theater scene there, like Springfield Little Theater, which is in this nice, this cool old historic theater on on downtown, um, which used to be a vaudeville theater, a, a kind of a Nickelodeon place back in the day. But uh, there's, yeah, there's like a lot of really great people that uh, you can learn from there. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a highly creative environment. Uh, and it's, it's, it's so rewarding to be a part of that community. And, uh, and I'll just say too, uh, uh, Drury, the Drury program has a really good theater program as well. And I know a lot of friends have, have graduated with, with degrees there and have become, some of them are doing stuff in Kansas City. And uh, yeah, so it's just a, a great place for theater and art in downtown Springfield, especially. I was going, you know, it's funny. I was going to like this completely over, um, you know, overlook Drury because I I was actually in the theater program at Drury and I got a scholarship <laughs> there. And I was like, oh, I don't want to like brag on that. <laughs> I know a lot of people. I've 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 worked with a lot of different actors, yeah. and they're all solid. Uh, so they're that's that, that's a testament to to their program that they have. Does there. Kim Crosby still teach there? I wonder. I don't know if she does. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. She was a Missouri State grad who was on Broadway for a while, and she came yeah. back and taught at Drury for a while. Um, yeah. I don't know if she's still there or not, but yeah, she was nominated for a Tony. Yeah, she's like pretty good. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I, this is another, this is like completely another, like I'm going back again. You're talking about the Friday art walk. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. That is, uh, you, you talking about that really brought me back to something. Cause when I was, it, when I think you moved back, I had moved away to go to law school in, in Lawrence, Kansas. And I came back Oh mm. five. And what was amazing to me uh, from when I was in college in Springfield at Drury in the nineties and coming back in 05 was how much more vibrant downtown mm-hmm. Springfield was. Yeah. Artsy. <laughs> yes. There was like restaurants that had opened there. It was like a very different place. I mean, it was kind of starting to get there uh, in the late nineties, but it really yes. took off. Like when I left, I think. <laughs> yes, I agree. I remember going down there when I first went down there. Uh, I moved back to Springfield in 98 uh, mm-hmm. and at that point in time, it was it was still a little a little scary but to some degree, but it was getting a lot better. Uh, there was a lot. There's a really good music scene down there. The juke joint was there. Yes, uh, Mudhouse had a good foothold. And and Grant, I'll just say, uh, you know, in my opinion, I think Mudhouse is one of the big reasons for. I mean, other than the city government and planning yeah. and restoration, all that stuff, but Mudhouse allowed people to come down there. Foot traffic, uh, young kids to like older grandparents to come down there and safely have a coffee, a gathering, eat down there. And they're still there. And still there. Uh, <clears throat> I think that's a, that's a, that's a strong thing to say about a business of how well they can really help to create and better a community. And so, yeah. And, and then a coffee that they came in, I think a uh, 90 or 2008 or nine. And, uh, and that made it. So anyway, so yeah. it's gotten so much better since the late nineties and yeah. it just keeps going and getting, getting better. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I had to, that was a very indulgent segue, but I was, uh, that, yeah. that was I want to talk about. So you uh-huh. see your first theater production in the mid 2000s. So, I mean, were you into like movies at all or was it? Totally. I mean, just, just different things. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Into movies for a long time Okay, uh, in my own, my own way. Yeah, for sure. A lot of horror and sci-fi and whatever is going on at that point in time. Yeah. Okay. okay. 
but you see the stage production you're like this is for me i want to try this i want to help my myself out and so what what do you do then how does that how does that become like something you start doing well, James, are you ready? I'm ready. Because <laughs> I'm ready to talk about the beginning. And okay. everybody, that, everybody that hears me is like a TED talk. Like Kevin starts talking about like his theater origins and stuff. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. So I took that. Those I took two or three classes at Springfield Little Theater with Chris Knox and Kristen Farr. Uh, blew my mind. It made me uh, so much more of a confident person. Uh, and which is a big deal because I didn't have confidence. I didn't have confidence. Uh-huh. And um so that's the i think the power of just just uh, just the acting the theater is that it just helps people grow so much as individuals um and, and public speakers and just right. not be fearful anyway so i did that uh uh in early 2007 i took my last class there and uh that summer i resigned from best pro shops and yeah. uh had saved up money traveled to europe i studied in germany for a little bit uh and uh, in Regensburg, and then I backpacked around uh, Europe, hit 13 countries in about three months, and uh, came back to Springfield uh, 2007, uh, and late that year, early that next year, that's when uh, I met our mutual friend, PJ Wilson, and got- Yes, hi, PJ, if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, got connected to Renumo, and that was a huge, a big step in my life, you know, going to all that stuff and then going to uh, Columbia all the time to the True Falls Film Festivals. We went every year. um, I've gone every year except for the past two, this year and last year since with COVID going on. But but it's something I I definitely want to continue to do. It's one of my favorite, absolute favorite things to do. Very cool. And uh, so late 2008, or uh, summer anyways, 2008, uh, a lady that I know that I was taking acting classes with, she let me know about a production of Dracula coming up that was auditioning uh, that like, a couple of days away uh, with uh, Springfield Contemporary Theater, which was at that point in time, Vannevoort Center yep. Theater, I think. Yep. And so, my, uh, so I auditioned, I read for a role for Seward. He had some lines. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I completely hit in my point of view, uh, it was terrible. Uh, but uh, my, of course, my one of my best friends, Nathan Shelton, was the director of it. And he said, you know, if you don't get this, there's a vampire parts. So I'm like, great. Went home, took a shower, was sweating bullets because I did not want to be steward. I was totally not ready for that kind of role. <laughs> but um, Nathan contacted me and said, hey, we'd love to have you a part of this. If you want to be a vampire, we'll get you in. So I'm like, yes, thank you. And that was my first in. And uh, that production, that that team of people, uh, cast members and crew members was was revolutionary for me. It was mm-hmm. the beginning and it was just amazing uh, because not only did I play like multiple vampires, I showed up to most of the rehearsals and it was such an, an amazing collective uh, supportive group of people creating something awesome, beautiful, and magic. I was there at the beginning. I was there at the end. Uh, it was a wonderful journey. And uh, for people that don't know, Dracula in 2008 sold out most of every show. And it was it was such a rewarding experience with people and uh, several people that I, that I, did, I worked with in the cast and crew or like my one of my some of my best friends and mm-hmm. some of them are here actually in LA. So 
it was, you know, that was the first thing. And that, that gave me the bug. So after that point in time, I started doing Shakespeare in the park uh, with Swan Repertory uh, mm-hmm. uh, Company with Jeff, Jeff Jenkins and, and whatnot. And yeah. um, I know Jeff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, did a lot of stuff at, at uh, uh, Skinny Improv a little bit, took classes Skinny Improv at the time when they're um, Park Central East. And we started doing, uh, I got connected with George Cron and started taking classes with him at a class act productions. We started doing stage parodies of the Buffy the Vampire, Vampire Slayer uh, <laughs> show. I think we came on maybe after uh, Jeff Houghton's uh, uh, Mystery, Mystery Hour. Hour. Yeah, right. I think yeah, either afterward or maybe another night anyway. So it was a great time uh, for theater and, and people. And so we ended up doing Buffy on stage for seven years under a class act. We did five years of Batman live stage, live parodies. We did a, a horror show called Grave Tales for five years on stage with the class act, multiple shows. Uh, and it was just, it was just being, during that time I had the opportunity to be a producer, actor, director, uh, tech, uh, showrunner, showrunner, just lots of different things. and such a rewarding experience. And it's, it, while that time meeting people and, and doing film projects, uh, you know, short films, web television, feature films, uh, love projects with other people in the theater community and outside the theater community there. And uh, so just, just, uh, just having the community and the love and support of just growing and expressing, and it was just so rewarding and refreshing. And it's made me so much of who I am today. Were you doing this full time? Yeah, pretty much. I was uh, so after I I worked with Price Cutter uh, Pyramid Foods. Now uh, I worked with them probably for eleven years. That was my full time day job with them. Okay. And uh, so I would work with them during the day, and in the evening I would be going pretty much straight to rehearsal to to wow. uh, to to run rehearsals to do shows. I mean, we did Buffy. We did classic shows every month. So we always yeah. were in rehearsal every week. So some some people I was in rehearsals with every week that I saw for 10 years. <laughs> you know? yeah. So it's that's <laughs> really fun. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm always fascinated by how people keep that pace up and still have money. And it's always yeah. very nosy <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to ask questions like that. But it is interesting because oh, yeah. it's part of like, how do people do this, you know? Totally. You're going to be really committed to it. <clears throat> Absolutely. But yeah. that's the thing is that uh, it's, it's such a rewarding, rewarding to do theater and film and in the arts, even just arts, like illustrations and paintings and everything in Springfield, because the, the place is, is ready for it. It's wanting it. It's uh, Art Walk is always available for that. It's just such an amazing community for that. I'm just so appreciative to have had the opportunity to be there at that time. It was it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, and because I, I remember I met you, you were, again, we were, we, uh, I was working for a nonprofit movie theater. Uh, that's obviously a very big passion to me. I was on the board. We were doing trivia night. One of the things we thought would be to mix it up was to bring perf- people in to perform scenes. Yeah. Uh, to kind of let people guess what movie they were from or like yeah. questions about it. And you came in and you were, I think we're doing maybe the Joker. You were doing Nicholson, maybe. And yeah. I thought to myself, because, you know, you see a lot of actors, you see a lot of local performers and they're good, but, you know, people need to have like kind of a unique hook 
And I looked mm-hmm. at you, I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> you have like this amazingly, and I know this is all audio. You have this, you have this amazingly expressive face. Yeah, thank you. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and it was like, and I was sitting there thinking, like, oh my gosh, like this guy. I, I remember, and I don't say, I don't compliment people very easily, but I thought, you know, this is like really, this could catch your attention. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, James. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, there's a lot of, I mean, you know, I, I know there's a lot of good theater going on down there and I was very aware of that. But then when I heard that you would move to LA, I thought, well, I mean, it make, I mean, a lot of people do that, but it makes sense for someone who does it when they have something a little extra. Yes. You know what I mean? Like a lot, I know a lot of people who've done it. Oh my gosh. I was a theater kid, right? I know people <laughs> yeah. in LA. Uh, but um, <clears throat> so I guess, you know, the question is you're in Springfield, you've been doing this, you've had this, you know, you've been, you're in this community. It's really enriching for you. So what do you, yes. when do you, you say, yeah. well, I'm moving to LA. I want to give it yes. a shot. How does that, yeah. how do you, I mean, that's terrifying, isn't it? Oh, Absolutely. Especially when I did it when I was 40 years old. <laughs> yeah. You weren't like, all right. You, yeah. Cause most people do it. They're like 20 and they're like the, they're, they're the, you know, the best looking person in their small town. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you do it when you're 40. Yep. Uh-huh. So, so how I, is that? How does that go? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, ever since I moved back to Springfield from Denver, I wasn't settled. I didn't want to be in Springfield. Actually. I was, I wanted to stay in Denver it was not yeah. really my choice to come back to Springfield. So I wanted to get out of there. Um, uh, and I'm glad that everything worked out as it did. And, you know, it's just one of those things like just go forward on the journey and do the best you can. And that's what happened. I, uh, so during that time, I was always mindful to what I wanted to do because I love traveling. I love to do different things. I didn't feel that Springfield was my home. But of course, during that time, it definitely became my home. Sure. So uh, I ended up doing multiple shows. I did this. I worked on a, in a, a theater company called Queen City Collective with my friends, Jordan Fox and Nicole Harrell. We did several shows together. We did one show called uh, 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 um, Cyclops by Euripides. We did that in the park at outside the Creamery uh Creamery, uh, kind of mm. by the baseball diamond. Yeah. So we did that outdoors, a little with a small little amphitheater there. Such a fun role to play. To play, I played the Cyclops on drywall stilts. Yeah. And uh, and Nicole, <laughs> Nicole directed it. It was fun. And uh, my friend Seth Harrell, he was in the show as well. And he he uh, after the show, he has sent me a letter. He wrote me a letter. Uh, imagine somebody writing a letter. And mailing it to a friend in the same city. He wrote several pages and just he was just so very kind and thoughtful and nice and awesome, just saying like how well I did in the show, his appreciation for it and what he thought of it. And he said, You can do so much more than what is available here in Springfield. You should really maybe consider moving to LA or something to the to around those those lines. And I hadn't thought about moving to LA at the time. But so he's, he, he put the first grand sand in my mind for me to start thinking about it mm-hmm. and started moving around. And uh, by that time, my friends, uh, Sean and Melissa had moved out to, to, to LA and my friends, T, my friend TJ, all, they're all from Dracula. They moved to, to uh, LA trying to get me out. 
during that time, I was still doing a lot of shows with the class acts, loving it. Um, we still had a couple more years left of Buffy doing the full run of the series. And so my, I was, I was committed to be there. Uh, so, but no, no, I wanted to move to LA still, or it was definitely there. And when some stuff and, and a class act started to get finalized, we did Buffy, we finalized Batman, finalized the shows. I felt, felt it was a good time for me to move on. I was turning 40. And I was definitely feeling the, feeling the time was right. And right. so a little money I'd saved up, you know, uh, over the time, all the different film projects I did for five years, I just took that money and put it in an envelope and put it in my safe over like five, six, seven years. I didn't spend it all. I just put it away wow. just knowing that I was probably going to use it to move or for my next journey. And it was helpful because it helped me to, to get established in, in yeah. LA. And, uh, so that's, and of course, my the encouragement I received from really, really good friends uh, saying that you can do this. Like I've met my friend Nicole had say, had said that, uh, you know, a lot of people want to move to L.A. They think they can do it. And I think that you actually have the ability to do it for your talent ability. And also you have a very particular look, just like, like you said, James. Right. So thankfully, I have that going for me um, on different things. And and I've cast shows for film and theater and casting directors definitely want to see people that have lots of different qualities that they can sell and use. So thankfully that's one thing I have going for me. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so that's what really helped to, to move me. And, uh, and just to, it was super scary. Uh, I'm very much a person that can get stuck in his ways. And especially for all the, all the, all the things I had going on in Springfield and Ozarks at the time, friends, organizations, theater companies. It was very, very tough to step away. Uh, and it, yeah. it, it, hurt, it hurt me to leave, but I knew I had to. So there was that part of me saying that if you want to grow, if you want to develop, if you want to connect further with, with the world and uh, the global community at large, and then you need, to, you need to step out, step up and present yourself and don't be scared, have confidence and move forward. And uh, just trust the journey, trust the process. And uh, and the worst thing that could happen is that you can die, you know, and that you can, that can happen anywhere. So That's that can true. happen anywhere, anytime. People die in Springfield every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so that's, that's when I just made, made the choice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It, it, and it's gutsy, especially when you're older. Like I moved out of Springfield when I was 37 and I was like, what uh -huh. have I done? Yeah. And I moved to Columbia. I only moved like two and a half hours away. <laughs> didn't move across the country. Yeah. So, that's gutsy. Um, so this is kind of where I'm, I'm, I'm interested. You get to LA. Yeah. yeah. You want to act professionally. Yes. Do you get an agent first? Do you audition first? I mean, what is that process like? Well, it's a little different in my regard because, okay. because I am an actor first, but I'm also a creature actor. So creature actors, um, one of the most famous creature actors these days, and has been for a while, is Doug Jones, which some people may be aware of. I know. I'm sure I'm, you are, James. Yeah. Yes. So Doug Jones is, is, is an amazing person altogether, and he's an amazing artist and a creature actor. He's, uh, he first really became known in Hocus Pocus. He just, came, he just did Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, he was the main creature in Shape of Water. He's been in multiple Guillermo del Toro movies. Hans so, Labyrinth is the first time I think and, I saw him. Yeah, absolutely yeah wow. i saw that at the moxie uh pan's labyrinth uh, the i first did moxie. too yeah. that yeah. movie <laughs> cool. knocked my socks off i couldn't believe it absolutely yeah so so that kind of uh so 
like Doug is definitely an actor, but he's also a creature actor. So what that means is that it's like what I do, that uh, we get things put on our, glued on our faces. We may get into like big rubber suits and become creatures. We may not say lines. We may not do anything uh, right. other than just being like a monster or whatever. So, uh, but it doesn't, you don't, it's more than that. So with that, it's a little different than a normal actor. So I can absolutely just as an actor go for, you know, try to, to do, do, do additions, you know, get connected to different, you know, acting classes and go from there, do theater shows and try to find an agent, find a manager. There's a, there is a step-by-step thing for that. Um, and I will say there was a, what's her name? It is, a, yeah, Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher has a really good book out uh, about kind of the, the step two of like becoming like a the office uh, actress. You're right, and she's from she's from St. Louis, and she's from, she moved Louis, from Missouri yeah. to LA, and mm-hmm. so she has a really good book out, uh, Jenna Fisher, and uh, it's about all the which her journey about that and her okay. her tips about how to, to to get involved. So, and that definitely applies to me. But how I started once I got here, I contacted a bunch of uh, FX shops. FX shops are the ones that studios and productions will 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 uh will get in contact with. And a lot of times those FX shops will cast actors, creature actors, uh creature performers, suit performers, um, who they know uh from that shop. So yeah. So just for me, uh just building up those relationships uh and and letting them know that I'm here uh was my first big thing. So that's why it's a little different for me yeah, rather okay. than like a no, normal person. And that's, I think, also, too, how I got something out uh, out this year for a movie. Um, I also had a show come out on Disney+. Plus. I have a show coming out on uh, Netflix ne- this week. Um, what? That, that was a super grateful to be part of. Yeah, Cabinet of, Cur- Cabinet of Curiosities uh, is a show oh. coming up on Netflix this week. Yeah. Uh, it's produced, produced and hosted by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, it's, it's, it's a big deal. It's going to be an amazing show to watch. It's coming out October 25, 26, 27, 28. And yeah, I did two uh, creature roles in that one. That was absolutely an amazing time with amazing people and very appreciative and grateful about it. So yeah. We'll so the hell out of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. So you find these FX shops. I mean, now, um, they are contracted with the studios or they kind of get hired out by for certain productions. Yes. Um, so, I mean, are you kind of like, I mean, are they kind of just working with you? Are they, are you kind of like, do you go to one and then you don't really work with any of the other ones? I mean, are you kind of, you kind of have to stick with like the one, one group that kind of wants to use you. Yeah. Is this all about moving around? Um, and Hopefully you don't burn bridges. So only one, one, and one shop wants to work with you, oh, I see. but okay. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's very easy. When I got here, I emailed all the different, I got here to LA. I moved, I emailed all the different FX shops that I knew of that I wanted to, to speak with and to meet with and just to introduce myself. And uh, the first one I, I talked to, the first one I, I had to sit down with was Spectrum Motion, who's done all the, like a uh, Hellboy and Hellboy Two with yeah. Guillermo del Toro and a, a bunch of other amazing uh, productions, and so so 
Yeah, it's all just about being connected and, and talking with people. And, you know, and it's that it's in that sense where I really got to see like how small of a town Los Angeles is for its community. Yeah. And 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 everybody knows each other and works with each other for makeup artists and, and then actors and creature actors and even stunt actors too. So yeah. it's uh it's a really cool community here that uh that I never thought of before. And it's really cool to see it develop and be a part of, you know, in my four years here. Now I know. And now I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about stuff you're saying now. And I'm thinking about the idea of a creature actor. Does that mean yeah. you're know, talking a little bit like very, a niche thing, like a stunt man yes. or, yes. I mean, is it, a, you can't quantify this. I'm sure. Maybe uh-huh. you can. I don't know. Are there a lot of people doing creature acting work in LA? Yeah, not a whole lot. Uh, okay. But it, there is, uh, there's also uh, there's those actors in all around the country and also in Canada too. But right. but it, it's a different. It requires it requires you have to do you have to be available to do several, several things. Not only yeah. act, uh, movement is a big deal. Uh, there's a lot of contortionists that 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 get into that area of performance acting uh which i'm not really big contortionist but uh but i am flexible and do yoga most of every day so and <laughs> but also height is a big deal uh being very being tall or being very short uh so you can think because of like creatures chewbacca. are tall or short yeah i can think of like chewbacca or you can think of jawas in, in star wars or the ewoks yes it's, it's okay. kind of like those things so warwick davis oh, is someone who comes to mind Yep, indeed. Yeah. yeah. So, and somebody that can get into a suit or that can that can get into makeup uh, and and create this character, and also be able to. Uh, not everybody, not everybody can do that. Uh, there's a lot of uh, claustrophobia that people will have uh, when they get makeup put onto their face, <laughs> or they get into a mask, or they can't breathe right, they can't see right, they can't talk right. Um, it is a real deal thing. Um, I had an encounter with that in in Springfield a year before. I moved here. So, uh, and being in a really big tight creature suit. Uh, so that was an experience of learning a really strong and good learning lesson for me that, uh, that, yeah, that's the reason why not everybody can do it. So, right. but because you have to enjoy doing what you are doing, especially as an actor. So you have to be, you have to embrace it all and have fun and express yourself. And, uh, and you can't be, fearful of, of, of the process or what's going on. So that's why uh, when you see like Doug Jones and like in Shape of Water, mm. like he was in this tight suit for a long, long time, underwater uh, with all these like, probably like mechanisms or robotics going off like yeah. in his head or whatever. Uh, so there's a lot of things going on that even me as a viewer was not aware of uh, that's so yeah, it's juggling a lot of balls. <laughs> yeah, I guess I did. You know, I didn't even think about how much like practical effects were being used there versus visual effects because that's also. Yeah. But man, he would have had to have really. That was an endurance test, probably for him, yeah for anyone. Yeah. Uh, which I also kind of wonder. You mentioned getting your background, your education in anim- anim- animation. I mean, yeah. I have to wonder. There's got to be a little bit of using that background that helps you, doesn't it? Boy, I don't know in that regard, since that was all very computer-based and definitely I wanted to get into uh, game animation or movie animation, uh, but just 
general arts is what my degree was kind of yeah. at. It just makes you think like, but... about how you interact, like how um, like something that's like kind of very artistic looking like interacts and is realistic, I think is what I was kind of thinking. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So, but there is a, even out here, there's a lot of motion capture acting that goes on, which is also too very much in the style of, it's a blend of both those things that you're acting. You're also like kind of doing creature performance, but you're yeah. going to go straight to movies and straight to games. And that's a big thing that's out here in Los Angeles, particularly. And so as you're, I mean, so you've been there for four years. Is yep. it, I mean, up on. is it really been a lot of networking? Have you had a lot? I mean, you, you're obviously got a lot of success this year. Has yes. it, has it all, I mean, has that been kind of building? Have you had some projects? Have you had some work? Yeah, absolutely. So we definitely take a, took a hit with COVID here during 2020. Yeah. There was not really anything happening uh, as really everywhere. So everything is really shut down. And that was the year after I moved here. And I, yeah. I moved here uh, in the very beginning of 2019. So, mm-hmm. and, um, but yeah, so during that time, definitely having, creating, having the relationships and just being authentic and genuine and just representing myself and what I can do. Uh, and wanting to be involved in the, in the community and and showing people that and auditioning and, and, and showing them what I can do. And mm. uh, so just building those relationships is the, has been a big deal. And then um, and just having things just kind of happen. Uh, and it's, of course, not always up to me because you can't and some things in life you just cannot force, even though you really want something to happen like. It's just not the time for it. Like you can't right. make a production hire you. You can't make a production be greenlit, you know? So it's, it's going to be what it's going to be. And you just do the best you can and be patient. Um, and that's where perseverance and uh, persistence and patience, the big P's, uh, really comes <laughs> into play. Play. <laughs> so many P's. Yeah. It really comes into play, especially here. Because I'll tell you what, uh, California, it was a culture shock coming here from from missouri it was sure i didn't i didn't think it would be but boy it was los angeles is a big culture shock it's a culture yeah. shock and so and you know and i'm still an american this is still an american city but it's very busy it's very international city is very its own its own thing and the industry is its own thing as well so uh so it just that's the thing for it just you just have to have patience and persistence when you're here and and belief yeah. and have faith that you know, you're doing what you're doing and just keep, keep enjoying the process, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So COVID, COVID hits. I mean, it seems like it took uh, Hollywood till about the fall to figure out how to like, kind of get the protocols together to do it. Yeah. Um, so then everything starts picking up again. And so this is kind of, this is where I kind of want to talk a little bit about smile because that's what i've seen (laughs) i haven't seen Uh i certainly want to pitch that so just for the people who haven't seen it and i would tell you to go see it hopefully it's i mean it'll be playing well through um you know the rest of the fall so it's a it's a little bit of a psychological horror film it's about a young doctor who comes across a patient who has seen this horrific suicide uh, is describing it at the beginning of the film and then all of a sudden gets this big smile on her face and kills herself in an mm-hmm. incredibly graphic way. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. And then, and then it starts, she starts seeing things and hearing things and starts doing things that are very erratic and it seems that apparently there's this kind of curse that is, if you see this person, this person kill themselves and you're going to do it. And I don't want to spoil too much of it because it is a really interesting, um, skillful 
yes. smart horror film. And then in the climax of the film, uh-huh. in this very pivotal part, <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, it's not a big part. I mean, granted, it's yeah. not, I mean, but you are, I mean, like, I, I know that you get your, your credit is Nightmare Mom. Yes. Correct. But I got the sense it was like you were something a little more like on the present than that. I don't uh-huh. spoil, I'm trying not to spoil anything. Yeah, I know. I you hear show you. <laughs> up at the yeah. end. Uh-huh. And it's a really intense, overwhelming scene. And you're like kind of just overtaking this room. And it's obviously uh-huh. using a lot of, I'm assuming a lot of special effects there, visual effects there. Yeah. And so kind of like, I mean, I kind of wonder like, how long did you film that? Well, let's start this. How did you get the how did you get that part? Yeah, absolutely. So this is one of the things that is a little different than like working on some of the other things I've done previously is that the casting director from Paramount reached out to me and, and asked if I uh, had the opportunity to uh, meet with the director for this this movie mm-hmm. that they're going to be doing. Uh, uh, so so yeah, I accepted the meeting. It was over Zoom and I, I did this audition over Zoom. And uh, so it was her and the director, Parker Finn, and they they had that recording. And uh, in time, uh, they had uh, they had chose me, chose me for mm-hmm. one, one of the roles anyways. Uh, they cast me in it. And so that's how that began. Uh, a lot of just, like I said, auditioning over Zoom. It was, it was in my home here. <laughs> so it was just but pretty Paramount fun. reached out to you. Did they reach out through like... How, yeah. did they, how did they know about you? <clears throat> I have no idea that I know the the lovely lady, the lovely lady at the casting director there said that that I was highly referred to them by someone, and I oh, don't know who okay. that was. But uh, thank you so very much. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you so very much, <clears throat> and may all good things come back to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. So they 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 hire you based on these these auditions. Yes. Uh, how long do you film? Yeah, and so with that, during that time, the, uh, they were working with a shop that I've always been wanting to work with uh, called ADI, uh, Amalgamated Dynamics Incorporated. They've done like all the Predator movies. They did, they've done so much stuff, uh, like some of the stuff from the original, uh, from like Aliens and things like that. So tons of different things. And they're, they're based here in LA. So they did the, the practical makeup effects and everything for, for Smile. And so working with them, and and them creating and building the makeup and uh, uh, it was it was an awesome experience in time uh, and during that time there's another actor that's in the movie another creature actor uh, named uh, Marty Matulis who who's an awesome guy he was also in that scene with me uh, but I don't want to say anything that uh, um, would spoil anything of course so, but yeah so so we were work, working together with Paramount and the and, uh, and with Parker and also ADI and. Yeah, and then we shot the the movie in New Jersey, so mm. which is fun. The movie takes place in New Jersey, and it was right. fully shot there. Even the soundstage was was there, and um, so we shot that. I was there for a week. Uh, I was on set for two days. Two days uh, we had right. like a makeup test before that to make sure our, all the different makeup uh, is, works out and everything signed off on by from Parker, the director, and so uh, so yeah. So I, I was there for two days, and my scenes that were 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 in the movie yeah did you interact with the actress whose first name i can't pronounce uh-huh uh, who's, who's kevin bacon and kira cedric is yes <laughs> yeah so see yeah <laughs> yeah what's, so her, see what's her name 
Sosi bacon, yeah. Sosi. Well, that yeah, wasn't Sosi, that yeah. hard. Which is so yeah. funny. When I, saw, when I first saw the trailer, I thought I swore it was Jennifer Garner. She looks oh, a yeah. lot. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so okay, so are you with her? Is that filmed separately? How is that done? Indeed. So we were on we were together on that one. Yeah. Oh, you are. And okay. our our scene, our scene together was was all together and very uh intimate in that sense yeah. of just like wh what's going on in that moment uh between the two characters yeah uh, so and there's a lot of trust things going on and uh and it was great it was it was a wonderful time and uh yeah she was she was really wonderful to work with and we communicated very well and mm. uh boy i got to see the stuff that she went through in that scene uh mentally yeah. and emotionally and so, so what you see in the movie on her behalf, like, boy, that's, she went through the ringer, <laughs> you know, she, oh, I, I mean, it's a, it's a, wow. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a, there's some crazy stuff in that movie, which would be yeah. pretty emotionally hard, I think, to act through. Yeah. 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 Hats off to her and, yeah. and that. And so then um, it gets done. You move on to other things. When did you first see it? When did you see the movie? It, it was probably i think it's now been in theaters now this is the fourth weekend i believe month. yeah so and i saw it the uh the tuesday before it opened okay. i believe so not too much they had a west coast premiere in santa monica um at a really cool theater there and with a uh, it was with beyond fest a, a festival that happens here in la uh -huh. and that was an amazing time so they had the red carpet there and whatnot and i got to see and talk with Parker, Parker Finn a bit. And so it was really good to see him and, and chat a bit. And so they had to talk back with him after the film and to kind of ask some questions. And so that was when I first saw it was, was then uh, I did see a little bit. I went into Paramount and did ADR this past summer for my mm -hmm. lines and also for some different vocal things I did for like, you know, the things I do in the movie, you know, the different uh, sounds and whatnot. So, so I got to see the cut of my stuff then. And I was just at that point in time, I'm like, yes, this is amazing. This is going to be so awesome at that point in time when I saw that and the level of professionalism that I got yeah. to experience at, with Paramount was, and with the producers and Parker, uh, it was, it was, it was very exciting and moving. And so, um inspirational motivational for me to for what i'm doing and where i'm going and what this is all about it was amazing it was that hollywood magic you get hollywood to see magic, especially yeah. especially as, as a performer i've done a lot of films uh and in, in different uh filming like in springfield and whatnot yeah. some very very unprofessional some really tongue-in-cheek things uh we even did this public access access show called the jono show with my friend jono senovich at the time a lot of silly goofy things mm -hmm. some movies that were done that were like on hard drives that were forgotten or deleted so i've done a lot of <laughs> um different levels of quality of filmmaking on my yeah. behalf and boy so and to be involved in this production with everybody doing what they need the best you know, the best of the best doing what they do. Uh, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was awesome. Can yeah. you, I mean, is that, I mean, is, is that how you would articulate like what it's like to see yourself on a big screen? How, I mean, that's going to be like kind of other, otherworldly, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It was, it was very amazing. Um, 
and I would say in my behalf, it, it's, it's, it's about time. You know, I've been, I've been ready for that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> a part of my, a part, the, the, the part of myself that, that got me here, that had that, that trust and faith uh, to know what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. I always knew I wanted to, that's where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. Uh, and it was just so satisfactory in that regard. And I'm just so glad and fortunate that it happened. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool to see. And I, you know, I, I just love, and where I stand as myself, as, as a performer is that, and I think George Cron articulated, articulated this one better than I, I can or could, uh, that being an actor is in a very important profession. It's very important and worthwhile to the world because we help to allow people to step outside their fear, their challenges in life, their day, their, their Wednesday hump day, you know, all yeah. the troubles and tribulations that are going on and let them step into a world of fantasy, make believe, let them learn, experience something that is, that allows them to let go of their, their day, the hardships and all that stuff. And so that's what theater does. And that's what film does uh, and other art forms as well. And it's such a rewarding and important profession uh, in this world. And that's one thing that I, I really wanted to just keep moving forward because I definitely want to be able to use my skills, my abilities, my energy, my myself to help better the world per se uh, through my abilities, talents and what I can do. And, and I think that I'm in the right place doing the right thing for that at this point in time. Yeah. And not to spoil anything, I mean, there's yeah. probably going to be a sequel. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, it's totally set up for it, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I was thinking he could be back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, I mean, honestly, it was, I mean, really, it was a great, um, great yeah. thing. I mean, this it was a great film to watch. And this has been a really good year for horror movies. And so, like, yes. the fact it stands out. Yeah. Among a lot of other good films is particularly striking. Yeah. Um, now you, you mentioned that you're in this uh, carnival of cabinets. Cabinet. Hey, that's a tongue twister, right? Cabinet of curiosities. Cabinet yeah. of, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, that's on Netflix this week. This week. We, yeah. As, and so you said you also have something coming up on Disney plus. Yeah, well, Disney Plus, that came out. That was my first thing to come out uh, in my time in L.A. And that came out in late May. Um, oh. So it's called it's called The Quest. I did uh, I did uh, perform two creature characters in that one. Uh, the Serpent of the Saurian Dunes and the Witch of the Fortitier. So mm -hmm. I worked with Spectral Motion on that one. And it was okay. it was an amazing experience portraying those two characters and working with Spectral. Uh, and very grateful and for the opportunity. And so that was great working with Disney and uh, their producing partners on that one. And so that is, uh, if you haven't heard of it, and probably a lot of people haven't, it's a, it's a fun uh, kind of blend between fantasy and reality. It's, it's kind mm -hmm. of like a teen, it could be like a teenager, teenager show in a sense, yeah. um, where these teenagers have this fantastical time and this kind of reality show going through this this journey of adventures and uh challenges mm -hmm. uh with it uh one of the producers on it or two of the producers on it is from the amazing race and so they brought in a lot of oh, the yeah. elements of like the amazing race into that show 
so it's kind of like a blend of like Lord of the Rings meets the Amazing Race, and uh, oh, interesting. And it's, so it's it's scripted uh, with world with the characters, uh, but the kids don't have lines. At least I think they I don't think they really do. And um, but there's all these characters happening, so it's a fun show. But of course, it's not for everybody. But uh, but I think you know kids and teenagers and young adults can totally, totally like it. And my my roles I I had were awesome and fun and had a great time. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, my five-year-old, I don't know if that's like her thing. She kind of controls Disney Plus in our house. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll see if she wants to watch that. Uh, <laughs> cool. Yeah. It's um, fun. Yeah. And I imagine you probably have some other work coming up and everything. And Right now, it's a little quiet time. I've been working with some some directors and I just shot a, a little short horror film with a with a really awesome director two nights ago and so so i'm looking forward to to seeing what when that goes up and what that looks like but that's fun and and uh so just some things in the works right now but uh just it's it's also been a kind of a weird year uh for 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 productions i feel um Hmm. and you know with with the with the industry the market uh like industry or like netflix lost a lot of shares uh this year and netflix did too so I think, well, actually, I know a lot of those companies are trying to figure out like where, how much money they're spending on their entertainment avenues and, and, and so on and so forth. So, so changing, uh, changing indeed. Yeah. yeah. So Evolving. I just hope it all. Yeah. Hopefully. Indeed. And my Hopefully. girlfriend is, yeah. Huh? I was going to say, um, yeah, my girlfriend is a special effects makeup artist and at Esquivel. Oh. Um, and, uh, so I get to see things on her behalf on the other same industry, but on the other side of it. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's fun to, to see how everything is working in that regard. And, and thankfully movies still in the theaters. Thankfully yes. smile is still, it got a theater run. Cause I'm a big theater guy. Yes. Uh, so that was exciting. Um, uh-huh. yeah. So, um, well, this has been great. I've kept you way longer than I wanted to keep you. <laughs> oh, no, I love it. Thank you, James. <laughs> uh, but no, just it's really great to see, uh, you know, a Springfield guy gone good. Um, and yeah. so I really am excited to see the success for you. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Kevin Kepi, smile in theaters now. I'm sure there will be a streaming date announced soon. The yes. Uh, Cabinet of Curiosity will be premiering. You got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, from the mind, or I guess I don't know, with the backing of Guillermo del Toro, the great iconic yes. Guillermo del Toro, and also Quest on Disney Plus, which you yes. can stream. Now. Yes. Yes. Okay. You got thank, it. <laughs> thank you again, and I want to thank everybody else for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify. Uh, and until next time, this is the real film snobs wishing you uh, wishing you the best and take care of yourselves and each other. Good night, folks. Smile even though it's breaking when there are clouds in the sky. You'll get by if you smile through your fear. Sorrow, smile, and maybe tomorrow you'll see the sun come shining through for you. Light up your face with gladness, hide 
every trace of sadness Although a tear may be ever so near That's the time you must keep on trying Smile, what's the use of crying? You'll find that life is still worthwhile If you'll just smile Just smile.